0: Welcome to Marty's Music Kitchen, the fun music and food podcast where anything can happen. Today, we're in the kitchen with Kenda Roshi, musician and producer. He is also the founder of the high-energy eight-piece Kendaroshi Band. These outstanding performers of funk, soul, and R&B have earned four Muddy Award nominations and have had three successful radio singles, including Keep On Walking and Hanging With My Baby. This year also marks the fifth annual Ken DeRoshi Band Food Drive.
1: I decided five years ago that I wanted to try to do something for the community. The thing that I really kind of latched onto was the Oregon Food Bank. I think we got about 1,800 pounds of food donated last year, and then we had close to $2,500 in donations. So that, just the one year, the total came out to, I mean, it was something like 12,000 meals.
0: For over 35 years, Ken has also perfected his recipe making and culinary skills with a focus on a New Orleans style of cooking. On today's show, we're making Ken's Spicy Seafood Corn Chowder, a finely tuned recipe of Southern Creole cooking with a dash of Ken's Pacific Northwest flair. What culinary secrets and songwriting superpowers does Ken have to share? Come walk with me into his kitchen and let's find out. Hi, Ken. Hi, Marty. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I am so glad. You said yes. Um, the minute I got the word out that you were going to be on the show, I have to tell you, I got so many comments and hits of, oh, my God, you have to share his recipes and he's an amazing <laughs> cook. And
1: I love to cook. I post a lot of stuff online about cooking. I cook all the time, and I love to do it. This is great. So, when you guys contacted me and said, do you want to come and talk about food and cook something? That, that was my wheelhouse. Yeah. I was so happy about it.
0: That's fantastic. So, what's on the menu today?
1: I'm going to make a, kind of a signature dish for me. This is a spicy seafood corn chowder.
0: Oh, wow. So,
1: it's got poblano peppers and lots of I uh, roasted corn a little bit before you got here on the uh-huh. grill. Uh, so roasted poblanos, roasted corn, uh, shrimp, lobster. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, it's, it's a really wonderful dish.
0: This looks fabulous. So it looks like you've got a lot of the ingredients prepped here. Yeah, um, I did
1: some prep and I'm just about, I'm, I'm putting cream and half and half in the pan right now. Okay. So there's a quart, a full quart of half and half in a full quart of heavy cream that start the base. So this so. is
0: definitely not dairy free. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, right? this is some serious chowder <laughs> right, right here. So to make the base, we're gonna stir that in a little bit. And
0: that's all that is right now. It's just right meat. now
1: it's just a uh, quart of half and half, quart of heavy cream. Okay. And then what I'm gonna do is uh in the blender, I've got an onion, and three stalks of celery, and some water, and we're gonna puree it, and then we're gonna strain it, and that is gonna go into the base as well. All so right, go for let's,
0: it. let's get this So what was in there one more time?
1: It's just onion and celery.
0: And no liquid at all?
1: Oh, there was a bunch of water, which is why we're now straining it. If you look at it, the consistency, it turns it into, it almost looks like a bread dough kind of paste. You get the it lick. does
0: look like bread dough. Doesn't it? I could like put my hands on there and be needy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so we take that and that is going to go into the base. We're going to give that a little stir. And just stir it in. Can and I help
0: it off? Can I help stir? looks um, like you're Yeah,
1: I, I will put you to work stirring because this, this is a constant stir kind of dish. Um, actually, you can add this. What am I uh, adding? That's about a quarter of a cup of sugar.
0: Okay, just dump it in?
1: Just go ahead and dump it in. And right. then get the, uh, get the whisk and stir that in really good.
0: I like it. How long have you been cooking?
1: I I grew up in a family where both my mom and dad were both cooks. Uh-huh. And they were both really good. So I grew up learning cooking from a young age.
0: Uh, you know, my family, both my... Both my parents grew up in farm families. They could all cook. My brother cooks and, you know, big meals at our house were always around the table where everybody picked a dish. Right. And we all cooked something up.
1: Oh, so... that's awesome. So right now we're going to add a secret ingredient.
0: Oh, wait, we have to skip to the secret ingredient? Yeah, okay, this, we got to put this
1: in. So this is called Better Than Bouillon, which you can find the Better Than Bouillon brand in most stores. Right, I actually most use of them, that. Yeah, most of them only carry the chicken and the beef bouillon. This is the lobster-based boy.
0: Ah, super secret. It's
1: super secret, and I've only been able to find it online, uh-huh. but it's almost entirely made of just lobster meat. And so we are going to put uh, a couple of tablespoons of that in there, and then you go ahead and whisk that really good.
0: All right, I'm on it.
1: Next, we are going to add this is secret ingredient number two.
0: All right, I'm paying attention. This
1: is a spicy ingredient. It is a chili called chili de arbol.
0: Spell that, would you?
1: Just chili D E A R B O L. Okay. So chili de You put this in to taste. I like spicy.
0: Uh, we're gonna spicy. You have my. You had me at spicy. Yeah,
1: I like spicy. So we're gonna put that in, and we're gonna probably add that three or four more times throughout the process. All right. So we'll get that whisked in really good. And, you know, as the temperature comes up, we'll taste it, we'll add more, we'll taste it, we'll add more.
0: So, um, tell me about the corn. You did, you cooked it earlier. So, what I did, I
1: took uh, four ears of corn and uh, I roasted them on the grill outside to get a little bit of a roast and char on the corn itself to Uh get that little smoky, charry flavor on it. Delicious. And I did the same thing with uh, two uh, poblano peppers. So, we roasted... Two of the peppers and then you peel the char off the outside and uh, you know shuck the corn cut it all off so you've got really nice roasty smoky uh you know vegetables going in here okay can i taste it absolutely all right i'm
0: gonna taste a piece of this corn yeah, right taste,
1: here taste a piece it's it's actually really good
0: mm. wow sweet it's sweet
1: and Perfectly you can get a little bit done. of that, that roasty flavor to um. it
0: that is so good. Yeah. Do you uh, ever save the corn cobs and use them for something else?
1: Uh, I normally don't. Hmm. They go into compost.
0: Yeah, I have a friend who uses the corn cobs in every uh, kind of, she puts them in the freezer, and then if she wants, like, a vegetable soup or some oh, kind of a chowder. Oh, that'd be really
1: good to start a base she, with. She
0: puts the base in there. Oh, and adds water, smart. cream. That's really good. And just a way I keep using um, things. See, the things you learn on the that's show. That's good. I'll
1: tell you. i make tell I, I make a lot of stocks and i have a lot of broths and stocks and i have a freezer out in the garage so that i have i think a, right now i have a chicken stock a beef stock a veggie stock and i think we have a seafood stock really yeah i always like to have you know when i when i have stuff and i'm cooking and yep. i have leftover pieces and parts yeah make a stock because so, you never know what you're going to need it for so and then we can just thaw it out and and use it.
0: Do you, um, how do you do that? Do you put them in baggies? Because I know when I need yeah, uh, stuff.
1: Yeah, freezer bags.
0: Freezer bags. And then how do you thaw them?
1: Uh, just, I just pull them out and I let them thaw in, the, uh, in a bowl.
0: Okay, see, my, that's my mistake. I'm always trying to throw them in the pot, put a lid on them, and they don't thaw evenly and it, it takes a long time. No, 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 time. I'll let
1: it, I'll let, they usually don't take... And we measure them out, so we'll put right on there, it's one cup, it's two cups. Oh so you don't no. have to try to measure it after the fact.
0: You're a smart guy. Right?
1: Actually, that was Angie's trick. She's the smart one. Ah. But so.
0: Good job, Angie.
1: Good job, Angie. <laughs> Angie is my sweetie. But yeah, she was like, let's just measure it ahead of time. We mark it, and then we know what we need. We pull it out of the freezer, and we have two cups of broth already made. You just let it thaw out until it's liquid, and then start cooking with
0: that's it. That's a really good tip. Thanks Isn't so that? Much. That's yes. a good one. Um, Let's
1: add this corn.
0: All right, and by the way, you know, I didn't ask, what kind of a temperature do we have this on right now?
1: Right now, this is just on a medium temperature. It's, I don't have a gas stove. I have an electric stove. So I just have it on five, so straight up medium. So we're going to add this corn. Now, sometimes it's hard in the winter to find ears of corn. So you just use a couple of cans of corn. Uh Uh-huh. Drain them out really good and put those in. We were able to find actual fresh corn.
0: Starting to smell that seafood base and uh, yep. the spices kind of coming together, so. All right, and uh, you are you are actually opening a can of corn.
1: Uh, it's cream corn. So the cream corn actually helps to add a little bit of thickness to the chowder.
0: And you're just dumping a whole can in.
1: I'm just dumping a whole can in. I got it. So we just dump that in there. Stir it Stir, in. Just keep, everything is all about the stirring.
0: Hey, you know what? I can handle that jump.
1: Oh, we need to add these roasted poblano peppers. All
0: right, talk to me about how you prepped up the peppers.
1: Um, the peppers just went whole on the grill and roasted until we got a nice charry finish on the outside. And you char them and then peel the charred skin off. Uh huh. Um, once you get them off the grill, then you peel them and you seed them. Okay. Uh, and I just chop them up a little bit. Alright, um, so those go in, those are going to add a really, p- poblano peppers aren't super spicy, um, so you put that in there and that's going to help add uh, a nice bit of flavor to it, but not too much spice. The The chili d'arbal is really what gives it some heat, but it's it's a warm heat. It's mm. not really a tacky like cayenne is. Uh-huh. It's a warmer, it'll still give you a fair amount of heat, Yeah. depending on how much you put in there, but it's not as... I don't know what the word is. Stabby.
0: <laughs>
1: and it's cayenne. It's ca- is that a, kind of a one Ken note. term?
0: Stabby yeah, heat. Yeah,
1: it's stabby heat. <laughs> where, you know, the the chili darval has got a lot of more bottom end to it, where uh-huh. it's warmth uh, warmth to the heat rather than just that. So burn your mouth off is
0: that something that's going to kind of catch up to you after oh, you oh yeah it, finish, a it will you know it'll build, build. Oh, right. yeah, it's good definitely to gonna build good to know you know this is a really good time to you know um uh talk about i know you've got a big event coming up in november um and mm, I, uh, yes you want to tell me about it
1: um every november this will be the fifth year uh i decided five years ago that i wanted to try to do something for the community uh-huh and I looked at different charities that I could be involved with. The thing that I really kind of latched onto was the Oregon Food Bank Ah. because it's the one thing that can't be altered or fudged. Nobody's going to steal or take a third of the proceeds from a food drive because it's food, Yeah. right? So uh, I went, you know, if I raise X amount of food for the food bank to go to people that are in need, Uh then those people are going to get all of that food. Yeah. Right? So uh, this will be the fifth year that I've done it. Um, I've been really, really, really fortunate that um, businesses all over the Portland metro area have gotten involved. So what I, my concept of it was that I want to get businesses to let me put food barrels in their business. Right. And then help me promote this and get their customers to donate food.
0: Uh. That's right? a such so, a great idea. So Nicely the, very, done, the very
1: first one that I got to be involved with it uh-huh. was uh, Banner Bank in Tualen. And it's the bank that I use. And the manager of the bank is the sweetest person I know in my life. Ah. And I went to her and I said, I'm going to do a food drive and I want you guys to be involved. She went, absolutely. What do you need? And uh, she said, just, you know, bring, bring the barrel in. Yeah. And uh and we'll promote it. So I had them on board and then I went to all these other businesses. So now five years later I have all of the Portland Music Company locations, all of the Guitar Center locations, uh-huh. both the Tiny's coffee house locations, uh Rogue Brewery, public ale houses. Oh wow um Tigered Music. It's just like all these places all over the Portland area um, that let me bring the barrels in. So I think I had about 20 barrels last year that we put out and we raised, I think we got about 1,800 pounds of food donated last year and then we had close to $2,500 in donations. So that just the one year for last year, the total came out to, I think it was something like 12,000 meals.
0: I have to tell you, I'm so impressed with your ability to, you know, kind of reach out to the community and just build that that following and that support uh, for this kind of endeavor. Um, and I've really, been so fortunate
1: with there's everyone. so many people that get involved with it. See, I have volunteers that so I have to have volunteers that come and they'll pick up one or two barrels at a time. Mm-hmm. They'll go deliver them. Yeah. they'll take the promo materials out for me, so I get a whole slew of volunteers that come in they deliver all my barrels for me and then I have a guy named Brad Wager who owns a company called Wager Audio
0: uh-huh.
1: um, he's out of Vancouver yeah and he's got a, like the best sound company in the whole Portland metro area but he because a he has a good all man this, to
0: know as a musician yes very <laughs> much so I've
1: used him many times but because matter of fact he engineered my live album that came out in 2007 ah, yeah. um, but uh, because he has all this sound equipment, he's got big trucks. Uh-huh. So every year, when I'm at the end of uh, the food drive, I have to go pick up all these barrels. So I have twenty plus barrels that I have to go pick in up. In that around. case, it
0: helps to know a man with a very yeah, big truck. Yeah,
1: yeah. So and he donates he donates an entire day in his truck to me. Yeah. And he comes and picks me up, and we go all over Portland, Vancouver, Tiger, Tualatin, Gresham, Beaverton, Ooh. everywhere, and we go pick all these barrels up. And then we bring them back my office lets me do all the staging there yes uh because the oregon food bank they won't pick up just one barrel they won't pick up multiple barrels at a time so Ah. i bring it all back to my office and then they come and pick everything up and they weigh it and they let me know how we did that year.
0: so So. is there um is there a concert involved or
1: um every year i do a kickoff party uh for the food drive
0: Uh uh-huh
1: and uh i don't have a date yet it's going to be mid-november And it's going to be at Catfish Lou's, which is over in Northwest Portland. Uh huh. And, uh. That's a
0: really great place, by the way. It's a
1: great place. I actually. If our
0: listeners haven't been there, go because it's it's delicious.
1: They're great New Orleans style food gumbo, jambalaya, catfish. Yes. All my kind of stuff. But yeah, I'm, I'm actually doing every last Friday of the month at Catfish Lou's for the next several months. You
0: mean with your band? Yeah yeah
1: and uh and we're gonna do uh we'll do the kickoff party there it'll be on a sunday in mid-november um and i've got uh, a couple other artists that are gonna do it with me i can't name yet but they're really
0: cool that's okay you have it you have it they're super cool yeah okay Um, so why we've been chit-chatting
1: i'm melting uh, a stick and a half of butter okay and as soon as it is melted uh, this is the base of a roux i'm gonna put uh three quarters of a cup of flour in this Uh uh-huh and we're going to mix it until it's beautifully, lightly browned. Okay. Not golden brown, not dark brown, but okay. just, we want to get it mixed really, really well. And then we're going to add that roux to the mixture of the chowder. Mm-hmm. And that is, that's really what's going to help thicken this and turn it into a real chowder.
0: Alright, good Once to know. Once we're
1: done with that, we only have two things to add. Shrimp. Yes. Which is, it's this beautiful, big, gorgeous shrimp, uh-huh. and lobster
0: so good so, so where do you get uh your seafood when you make this famous uh spicy it depends chowder?
1: uh it it really just kind of depends on what time of the day and what day of the week it is okay um yesterday i went to a fred meyers locally and got it
0: uh got both a lobster and a and shrimp, the
1: shrimp. Yep. i did
0: not know that fred meyers you can get lobster tails lobster. At,
1: yeah i've been getting huh. on and off Um, Depending on where I'm at, there are a couple of different seafood places that I will go to for various seafood. Uh Um, Not for lobster, but for a lot of other fish and like shellfish, I will go to uh, Fuban on 82nd, which is the Asian market. And they have fresh, a lot of fresh shellfish. So clams and oysters and you know right. they do have a lot of live seafood there
0: my brother is a big fan of fuban and he's actually he's taken me there a few times because their fuban. salad rolls are amazing
1: they are amazing and
0: they're right there, ready to eat and you know you go and grab a quick meal or take them home put them in your fridge so so show, we're gonna do oh, this really great. All right, just so a you're little doing bit the, at a time the roux
1: this is the roux wait
0: what's your heat
1: Again, it's just medium. Okay. I don't want it. I don't want to burn anything. All right. We. It's really, really important not to scorch the butter.
0: See, I've not made a successful flour butter roux yet because I was raised um, thickening things with cornstarch. So, oh. like, you know, the Thanksgiving gravy and all that kind of stuff. My mom always used you know the giblet gravy and then uh, you thickened it with clear cornstarch. So for me, this is a skill that I'm learning. Is to how to make a good good roux so all eyes well, on doing you my a friend a little
1: bit of flour at a time am
0: i still stirring this oh yeah all right right, I'm stirring. stirring
1: is good the more stirring the better that means none of that cream is going to burn nothing's going to get burned on the bottom yeah think about this recipe it's not like doing a soup where you know i do a lot of different soups like split pea for example is going to take you three or four hours to cook and um you know, because there, I mean, there's a lot of cooking down that needs to happen, and the peas need to get soft, all of that kind of stuff. This yeah. is, once you get all the ingredients in it, it's done.
0: So this kind of looks like, I mean, forgive me, but it looks yeah. like lemon pudding.
1: Yeah, like, it's it looks really, like
0: gotta...
1: but it's a really beautifully um, smooth consistency, if you yeah, can see that. I,
0: I mine does not look like this, but the <laughs> next time I do it, maybe it will, so. Um, yeah, it's beautiful
1: if you take your time and just make sure that you add the flour slowly Yeah to get it mixed really really well and I'm using a little a little mini silicone whisk To get this mixed really well. Okay. And why
0: silicone?
1: Well, it's a nonstick pan So I don't want to scratch it. All right, so we're gonna put this roux. I'm stirring. I'm stirring this part <laughs>
0: I know I know I'm supposed to stir when the roux goes put in the the soup. Roux
1: into the chowder and then stir that really good. Now we want to get that roux mixed in really well. So
0: it's already starting to thicken up. Yeah. I can smell the peppers in it. It's got mm-hmm. just a hint of spice. Are we going to add more?
1: Chili de arbol.
0: Chili de arbol. All right, so you're pulling out something special so special. So
1: this is shrimp. It's raw. It's deveined, it's Shelled and with the tail off.
0: And you shelled it and deveined it yourself?
1: I can't say I particularly did.
0: <laughs> okay, what can it you might, say? Dan, it Dan? might be
1: Angie that did it.
0: Oh, I get it. And we keep she referring to Angie, cook. right? Got it. So thank you to Angie for yeah doing that. So
1: we're just going to let that thicken a little more. Yeah. So once it gets just a little bit thicker, and I'm going to I'm going to get a spoon out and give that a little bit of a taste. See where our seasoning is. All right. Let me get your spoon.
0: Thank you. Thank you.
1: Mm. Oh my goodness. Here. All right. Try that.
0: So what am I looking for when I'm trying this? Just a spice heat? What?
1: Oh, it's not hot enough yet. I, I definitely need to eat, uh, add more chili diarbol, but just as a base flavor, that
0: right? Is Isn't that so good? good. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Wow.
1: Yeah. This, yeah. This recipe is just a bomb. Mm. So I.
0: Okay, well, just for the record, it does have a little bit of a heat to it. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Not a lot. Not a lot. I mean, heat, I'm talking about spice. Yeah. But since it's called Ken's Spicy mm-hmm. Seafood Chatter, I'm assuming you're going to take it up about a oh, few notches. Three lately. notches, yeah. Three, for... three notches? So do you cook often in, uh, in this household then? Very, like Very, very often. I'm into the uh, cook on Sunday, cook on Thursday, and then eat off of it during the week or put it in the freezer. We often,
1: you know, we do a lot of that same thing. Almost every week on Sunday, I cook a quiche um, that I can use for breakfast during the week at my office. Uh Uh-huh. So I can take it and I heat it up in a toaster oven at the office. Uh, We make our own breakfast sausage. So we just buy um, ground pork and we put our own seasonings in it and we make you know, blend it all in and we make our own breakfast sausage. You
0: make your own breakfast sausage. Yeah. You know, we're going to have to come back at some point and do a breakfast oh, show, Oh, definitely.
1: Um, so we do that, um, and then we cook. Like this week, we cooked, uh, I cooked a pork Irish stew Ooh. Um, that uh, we we cook in a big Dutch oven so that we can, uh, you know, we eat it for a couple of days and then we put some in the freezer. And your
0: Irish stew has potatoes and carrots?
1: Um, no, you serve it over mashed potatoes it's oh. got carrots yeah and uh it's got brussels sprouts
0: really And it's
1: made with uh a pint of guinness it's
0: <laughs> this is my new favorite meal <laughs> it's a
1: it's so good so there's a guy i belong to um allrecipes.com mm-hmm. yeah I'm i've like heard the, of that. i'm the poster child for that site
0: okay
1: i I Bought the magazine, I drank the Kool-Aid, I did the whole thing. All right. But there's a guy that's really prevalent on there who goes by the moniker of Chef John. And he also has his own food blog. And uh, I have absolutely fell in love with every single recipe. I I probably made 25 different recipes by this guy.
0: What's the name of the food blog?
1: Uh, Foodwishes.com. Wow. Ah.
0: It's unbelievable. Well- I'm also going to be um, talking with, actually on this show, Jenny Ross of um, Eat Rich or Die Tryin'. Right. um, And she's a food blogger. And then also, um, we're going to have Carly Jane, and her thing is Mm. Love Like Salt. You have been in the music business for, since...
1: 1985 was my first professional tour. And I, t- I went on tour, the United States and Canada. I did a North American tour for six months.
0: And you were a drummer, right?
1: At the time, I was a drummer, yes.
0: I know, I think we have in common. I mean, I grew up in a really musical family. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you did the same thing, right?
1: Um, My brother was musical. Nobody else in my family was musical. Really? But my, my third oldest brother, Doug, who was 15 years older than me when I was born, he had a rock and roll band that he played drums in that rehearsed in the basement of the family house. Ah. So I grew up in that environment, and when I was about two years old, my brother thought it would be really cute to start sitting me in his lap behind the drums and uh-huh. put sticks in my hands and beat on those drums. So, yeah, I was the youngest of six, and my oldest brother is 20 years older than me.
0: Ah oh, wow. So my, oh, was my big,
1: big, big difference in age.
0: My older brother was also eleven years older and he gave me my first jazz D. He introduced ah. me to Chick Corea, Return to Forever. Oh
1: my God!
0: And then he also, that same Christmas, gave me an Ella Fitzgerald mixtape. Yeah, that was like the early 70s, and um, that was my—it wasn't my first introduction to jazz, but that was my love of kind of more modern jazz. I think, and right. he, my older brother was responsible for that too. So
1: that's awesome. Yeah, my brother, uh, my brother really turned me on to playing, starting when I was two. Uh huh. And by the time I was three, I had my old drum set that my dad bought me. And then when I was about six years old, my brother again, seeing that I actually... I mean, I could play a full drum kit at the age of three or four. Like, really, I could play along with, you know, records <laughs> and stuff. And, uh, and so my brother went out and bought me a full Ludwig jazz kit.
0: Yeah. with Zildjian cymbals. Way to go, older brother. Older brother. Woohoo!
1: And um, so I had this totally pro high-end drum kit when I was six, uh. and I rocked those drums. I played like five hours a day until uh, the time that I got signed for that tour, which was in 1985. You know what's funny is I probably could have had her stop stirring that about 10 minutes ago. Oh my God,
0: I'm just thinking this is so hard to stir this she was point. talking about like, how much she was building her muscles
1: and yeah. how great that was. This
0: is Ken's weight loss program. Ready, <laughs> this I'm is like,
1: definitely not a weight loss program. Okay, so wait a so, minute.
0: Um, we, I just sat here. We, yes. we talk, kind of talked through this. Um, you just took lobster tails.
1: You, I just cracked open two fresh lobster tails you you turn them over on their back. yeah, you knife down the middle, you cut through. wait,
0: is that shell up or shell down?
1: Shell down, then you cut through all the membrane yeah and then thumbs on both sides pull them apart right and then you just scoop out all the tail meat.
0: Okay, and it, it just comes
1: out in one in one scoop. It
0: didn't look horribly difficult. and no, you've got it was two easy. and are these these are cooked?
1: No, these are raw. Okay. So what we do is we get the chowder all the way basically to finish where you like the taste. Yeah. Then we add our shrimp and our lobster,
0: uh-huh.
1: um, which only literally takes maybe three minutes to cook. It cooks just that quick.
0: Okay, so we're so add it
1: wow. at the end. Yeah, we're we're at the finish. Um, Angie just reminded me uh, about uh, crusty bread in the oven to go. Oh, you want to put shower. that in? I think it might be.
0: So yes, it is. Angie says there's crusty bread. Beautiful.
1: Beautiful crusty bread. We just we're gonna warm it up a little bit. Okay. And then we can cut it and you can dunk that into I know
0: you said it could stop chowder. stirring, but it's bubbling and I really don't want to, I don't want to be responsible for scorching the, of <laughs> good. the seafood I, stew. I just turned so, the heat down,
1: turned it down to low. Oh, um,
0: uh, wow. It is this gorgeous kind of a yellowish corn color and my mouth is watering. It smells amazing and we've got the uh, right, the fish ready to go in, so it's good. Let's
1: try this again and see how hot that chili de is.
0: Oh, that's right, because you put a second thing in there. Do you ever cook for your band?
1: Every now and then. Um, it's so hard to get everybody together, because uh-huh. there's eight of us. But I do. Um, I I have people of the band. It's more more often than not, it's having different individuals from the band yeah. come, come over. Because I love hosting little dinner parties and get-togethers, and I'll have four people or six people. Just recently, I performed a wedding ceremony, and I I was able to perform the ceremony to marry two of my best friends.
0: Ah! And so uh, you're like, you're like, uh, you know, you've got your bands, you cook, and
1: I'm an officiant.
0: You're officiant. It was it's a wedding. I, I have so not been for a go. long
1: time. They asked me to. To be the officiant for their ceremony and Uh so i went out and got certified to do that so it's not something i like do on a regular basis when they were getting ready a couple of weeks before the wedding for the ceremony they had the bridal shower so and i didn't even know the bridal shower was going on because obviously i wasn't involved because
0: you're not a bride
1: i'm not a bride person
0: person right so
1: (laughs) they uh
0: clearly
1: angie was going to the to the shower and she told me a couple of days, oh yeah, on Saturday I'm going to the thing. I'm like, oh, there's a thing. Well, I'm going to invite all the guys over here. Ah. So I And I tried to invite all the wedding party and um, a couple of guys weren't available to do it, but uh-huh. I got the groom Yeah. and I got somebody else from the wedding party and then I'm like, well, I want, I'm, I feel like more people. Let's get more people. And so I just started calling musicians up. And so I got uh, Brian Harris, who's now playing with my band, but has, he's been the Touring keyboard player for Curtis Salgado for the last several years. Uh-huh. And, uh, That's my probably friend... a
0: good catch right yeah. there. Yeah, oh,
1: he's, he's a great player and a great guy. And friend Mark Bittler, they just moved here from Seattle. And and uh, anyways, I had a few friends come over. So I cooked. I did, again, New Orleans. I did black eyed peas with collard greens and ah. pork neck bones and uh, a total slow cook, Dutch oven, four hour cook. And then I made uh, I made homemade. Uh, creme brulee.
0: Really? And, uh, okay, wait. I have to know. Right. Do you use the mini blowtorch or do you use a full-on blowtorch? Because I've heard the full-on blowtorch is the way to go. Look, you use the little guy and it's perfect and
1: it's awesome. I use I use a mini torch and it's it's a chef torch.
0: Uh, right. And creme it, brulee is a favorite. Yeah, so. I love
1: creme brulee. Yeah. So I made all that and then we once we had we were done with. With lunch, we went out and had cigars and scotch and bourbon, and life was really good.
0: Can we have that for, you know... The next I, one? Yeah. Can yeah. I really just hang out with the guys?
1: Absolutely. That sounds
0: fun. All right, so, so we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna we are going to we're going right? to
1: add the shrimp into the chowder, and now we are going to add the lobster.
0: A lobster is one of my favorite uh, of the fish. I'm, a, I'm also a huge... Um, Crab, we get, a, we get a lot of really good Pacific Northwest crab. Um, I, I toyed and with I am putting expanding. crab in this
1: because I have a bunch of fresh-caught crab in my freezer. Really? Um, but I you never make it? this with crab. Um, my friend has a boat up on Lake Union, yeah. uh, and he brings every year he brings me back a big thing of crab, fresh crab that they caught. And yes. we were thinking about putting it in here, but I've never made this chowder with crab in it before, so I decided I better... I better just leave day. it the way that it is.
0: Lobster's my fave, so... Yeah. Yeah, I'm a... I, we don't, I mean, we seafood. don't want to go
1: overboard.
0: You know, I lived in you know, Denver crab, for a lobster, while. Crab,
1: lobster, and shrimp it might be overboard.
0: Yeah, it might be. I lived in Denver for a while, mm-hmm. and uh, I was never so shocked um, as when it dawned on me that I was actually landlocked <laughs> and, and I couldn't get fresh seafood anymore. So, um, I, when I came back uh, home oh, to good. Oregon, I was... Um, I'm all about the seafood. When I can get it, I definitely am a seafood kind of girl. Ooh, what kind of bread are you pulling out of the oven, my friend?
1: Something French and crusty.
0: Now, French and crusty. Beautiful. So
1: we are—we're pretty much ready to eat.
0: Great. Well, we can right. uh, dish it up, taste some up, and talk a little bit more about music. And when's your uh, when's your next show?
1: Last Friday of this month at Catfish Ludes. All right. I don't know what the date is. Whatever the last Friday is.
0: And then um, you know, I also know that um, you write a lot of music too. Yeah,
1: you know, all the my my band plays like ninety plus percent original music, uh-huh. and it's all stuff that I've written.
0: I'm so impressed. You've sent me a few tracks, and uh, you know I'm a huge fan. So well, thank I've you. listened to um, almost all your music that I can get my hands on, and I love um, your lyrics. I love the feeling. I love it when I hear you sing. Um, well, your thank voice you very is just much. deep and rich, and uh, totally pulls off the the soul, you know, R and B kind of style. I'm just, I love it. Well, thank You're you. Super fun.
1: I, I love doing what I do, and I'm unbelievably blessed to play with. I know everybody says oh, I have the best band in the world. I really feel like I have the best band in the world. Right. You know, I have all these just completely A-list players in the band that have played with huge people and they tour and yeah. they play with me and I and they're amazing musicians that my whole thing is I like having a solid core band, not just a bunch of pickup musicians right. or subs or uh-huh. casual kind of guys. I want to have you know so my guitar player just been with me 15 years my my bass player has been with me for 21 years and has played every single show in 21 years you know you are lucky you're a lucky
0: guy I've
1: I've got a bunch of people that have been with me a long time and there's chemistry and there's a thing that happens when you play together for a long time and so when we play live all this creative wonderful stuff happens and things might go in a different direction Yeah. you know and you go oh that's cool let's follow that
0: yeah where's that gonna go
1: he's taking us there let's follow that and then and then we circle back around and we get back to the form yeah. but it's it's a beautiful beautiful thing mm-hmm. you know to play with these people yeah. Yeah.
0: well hey can i um can i get these bowls for you and let's yeah, dish let's, it up
1: you grab the bowls All i'm right. gonna cut this bread
0: We mm, got the bowls slicing up the bread So um tell me have you ventured much into uh, music video
1: I, you know, in the past, I have had people do videos for me and uh-huh. I've had producers and, you know, I was really fortunate way back in the day, back in the early 90s, I got signed to a record deal by Dan Reed. Dan Reed had a band, a really famous band, that came out of Portland in the late night or late 80s and they got signed to, I think it was Polygram, uh-huh. and they were this high energy, like, funk, rock, kind of outfit uh-huh. and they were touring with like the Rolling Stones. They were touring touring with Bon Jovi. Fabulous players but the drummer for that band uh-huh. it's a guy named Dan Pred. And Dan Pred when...
0: Uh, this looks so good!
1: When uh, the Dan Reed Network went on an extended hiatus in the 90s he yep. opened up a video production company called Video Media. Mm-hmm. And Dan and I have mm. remained friends for years and years and he ended up doing the very first video You had talked about my single, Keep On Walking, which was the first single I had. Right,
0: I love that that song. Oh, thank you.
1: Well, he shot the video for that.
0: Ah, I didn't know that. um,
1: So Dan Pratt from the Dan Reed Network shot and edited that video. But right now, I've got a new record coming out soon. Um, We've pretty much finished all the tracking on it.
0: I didn't know this. And
1: uh, yeah, a fifth fifth record. It's called Beauty and Decay.
0: Beauty and Decay. And to clarify, is this going to be a record? Or is this going to be a CD, or what are um, you going to do, do you Both.
1: you whole My whole thing was uh, I'm going to do CDs, but I'm doing a limited run, 250 pressing LPs. So anyways, I have been working on a video for almost a year now Uh-huh um, To be the first thing that we release off this new record.
0: When do you think that's going to be coming um,
1: out? I don't know. I'm still... The studio that I recorded in just moved.
0: Uh-huh
1: And, um so they are still building the new studio. And uh, so we need to do all the mixing in the new studio. I'm in a holding pattern yeah. on the new studio. Well, So.
0: Um, let's do this, you know, a yes. toast, and let's just check out this, uh, this food.
1: Let's see what this is all about. This here. is
0: what it's all about. It steamy, nice can one. I can I'm gonna grab a piece of bread? Because right. apparently I need to do that.
1: Yes, I'm going to get a piece of... Mm. of I'm gonna get a piece of this lobster.
0: Oh my gosh! This is so delicious! This is great! is
1: good? Thank you.
0: I can't believe we just made this from scratch. Right here, right mm. now. Mm. Good food. I think people oh, oh, uh, sometimes miss that you can make good food, you know, really quickly in your own kitchen. And a lot of people just don't realize that that's possible, you know?
1: Mm. I love to cook. We cook, we cook a lot of really good meals. And as you saw, this literally took I mean, I did some some prep work ahead of time before you got here, but Uh this took us like 35 minutes to make this what I consider to be Mm. a pretty world-class chowder. Side note. All right.
0: I once spent, uh, well, actually, I spent about, I'm going to say maybe the better part of 10 years Mm -hmm. searching for the perfect bowl of chowder. Mm. All up and down the West Coast. I went to Boston. You know, wherever I traveled, I was always looking for a perfect bowl of chowder, whether it's seafood chowder or clam chowder. And um, I found a couple really good contenders, but I have to tell you that this is the best bowl of chowder I've ever eaten. Mm. I am, kudos to Thank you. you. Yeah, this is so good. I mean, the consistency is just perfect. The color is beautiful. The spice is perfect. And, uh, yeah, I can see why this took you about 12 years to perfect this, you know?
1: Mm. I've been tweaking this for a long time. Mm. It's so good. I'm glad you like it. I love it. And I'm sure glad that you came here to talk with me and, and watch me cook it and,
0: yeah. well, and just thank hang you. out. Thank you so much for being on the show. This has been a delightful conversation.
1: Oh, this is wonderful. Thank you. And
0: I hope you'll uh, consider coming back sometime.
1: Absolutely. chance to cook and talk about music and food, I'm in any time. <laughs>
0: Well, great, Ken. Thanks so much. Thank you. I'm your host, jazz singer Marty Mendenhall. This show is made with support from patrons just like you. Find out how you can attend a recording of the show and be part of the fun at patreon.com forward slash Marty Mendenhall. Thanks so much for listening and see you next time on Marty's Music Kitchen. Be all it was to me fulfill it